Yeah, if it does, call me off. The, the one on the right can't go past 170. That's our sparge water. Hey, Alex. Hey, Alex, can you grab me my uh, my paper right there on that table right there? And then if anybody has cell phones, um, can you please turn them like on airplane mode so I don't get any static? Yeah. Everybody listens to the podcast is going to go, fuck, you're supposed to do that before. Check your levels. Man, this is a, a new podcast that I'm trying out, so who gives a shit? I'm having a good time hanging out with my boys. And you're drunk as shit already. Uh, I'm a little buzzed. I'm not quite there yet. You know, on the radar, the same podcast we get down. Everybody knows that. I'm here. Beer Exchange. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening and tuning in to another episode. This is episode 16. You're listening to The Raider and the Saint, and I am your host, Stephen G. Gaxiola. On this episode today, I got a couple of uh, beer enthusiasts, some uh, young brewers that are on their journey to making the best beer possible. But before we get to them, I just want to thank my past guest, Dr. Sean Milam. Dr. Sean Milam, it was an honor to have you on the show. I really appreciate it. The conversation was great. And I can't wait to get you back on. And so today I'm going to bring in my guest. We're just going to get right at it. I got one of my, my coworkers. He's also a brewer. His name is Brandon Harper. And with him is uh, another coworker of mine named Nate Thompson. They're in here today. Say a shout out, man. You Say what's up, everybody. We got what, Alex Maciel. Oh, we got some guys in the background if they want to get in. We got an audience today. Yeah, we got an audience too. We're, we're going live. I mean, I've been taking pictures, so obviously you guys will see them. You know, um, won't you guys say what's up? Tell a little bit about yourselves. What got you guys into brewing? What's up, man? I'm Brandon Harper. Uh, I've been brewing about two and a half years now. That's I got cool. introduced to there Nate through another coworker. Uh, Actually, never wanted to brew until uh, I delivered to a company that was actually uh, selling it and hooked me up for my birthday. Gave me a, a couple uh, two-and-a-half-gallon batches to try to make. And uh, once I did that, we were off and running. So <laughs> other than that, it's... Uh, How many uh, years have you been brewing for now? About two-and-a-half. Two-and-a-half. What, what got you into brewing? You just... Uh, I've drank beer ever since I was uh, young. You know, I saw my dad drink. Since you used to have a bottle, your mom used to give yeah. it in a little That was little whiskey. Teat. That was whiskey. That was whiskey. <laughs> so you downgraded the fucking beer. Yeah, you got to downgrade the beer. It's cheaper. What about you, bro? What what got you in the brewery, man? Um, I had some neighbors maybe a decade or so back, and they they just happened to have some beer, and they offered me some. They told me, that, and I asked them where they got it. It was really good. Uh, I forget exactly what it was, but it was like one of those single malt, single hop type beers, and it was tasty. And ever since I, I had a homebrew, I was like, you know what, I can do this. Why not? Mm-hmm. And that's that's what got me into it. It was about a decade ago now. How hard is it to get into the in the industry? The, as far as the you know, what's your guys' goal? Is it for hobbies? Uh, for me, Just, you know, it's for the hobby. conversation. Um, initially, I thought I had wanted to get into the industry, but. Um, this, at least the state of California makes it so unbelievably difficult. It's the, the price to get in. It's, it's unreal. You have to already have a lot of money or at least enough financial backers that, that it's just going to, I don't even know how to put it. Like you're going to go broke if you don't. In California, um, after talking to a couple brewers that actually had startups, uh, it takes about 13 months to get a liquor license alone. So you have to pay rent on a building for 13 months with no profit before you can actually establish yourself before the city of Anaheim or anybody will give you a liquor license. So mm-hmm. you figure you got to pay 13 months, a year, a year and a month of rent before you can actually start selling your alcohol. Wow. 
So what do you? What's your plans? I mean, you started off small. You you grown a, a bit, you know, from the last time I showed up, and your beer's pretty good, man. I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty good. That's why I'm here, you know, doing the podcast because I'm really interested. And in, you know, what's your next move, man? Because you know, it's very inspiring to people that you. you I mean, I, I admire that. I'm a I'm a you know I like cooking, barbecuing, stuff like that. But doing something like this in front of your house and having people come over is really honorable. You know, what's your next step, you think, in, in the future? You guys are going to team up or something? or? Yeah. I mean, I would always be down to open something up, to be honest with you. But after after hearing how long it takes, I, unfortunately, I don't think it would be in the state of California. Mm-hmm. I, I've done some shopping around. Or, sorry, I've done some shopping around personally. And what I mean by that is looking at other states. And in all honesty, the best state is, is New Hampshire. Like I think it's like 50 bucks to get a small-style license. It's nothing. And in this state, what is it, $12,000? Yeah. And then it's like a lottery. It's it's ridiculous. Like So it's it's not uh, it's not easy to get started out here on the West Coast. What, what can you guys say about the processes of, of brewing? Can we talk a little bit about, you know, the home brewing, the – the, in lame terms, you know, obviously you, you guys can get really deep, you know, but for the audience that that wants to know the process of, hey, fuck, how my beer is made? I, I what mean, is the process? If you look, if you look at the pictures that are probably that uh, you know Steve took, it's it's literally just grain, and, you know, malt, and water. And that's it. That that's the initial first step. Yeah, I mean, you're heating up some water, adding it to grain. You're going to convert the starches into simple sugars so that the yeast can eat it. You're gonna rinse that same grain with even more hot water. You're gonna boil it. You're gonna add your hops. You're gonna cool it down. You're gonna add your yeast, and they're gonna do all the heavy lifting. Hmm. So what determines the the the, the flavors? I see you guys putting in hops and grains. You know, what type of grains and hops? You know, for certain tastes and stuff like that. So I mean. It depends on what you're doing, obviously. Like if you if you want a, an IPA, a lot of people really enjoy that that upfront bitter. So um, if you're gonna buy hops, it'll tell you what type or how strong the bittering is on it based mm-hmm. on the percentage, and you'll add that closer to the boil. And then um, as far as grain is concerned, it 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 really like I said, it just kind of depends on what you're doing. Like today we're doing what was it an IPA a double. a double IPA so it's a lot of pale malt and it's two row, two row and really hop forward so like how much I mean what do you what do you got five six ounces going in right yeah, out right off the like, bat I think we got like six ounces of hops going in into the boil I mean anywhere from a you know we start with the, the initial boil to a thirty minute hop addition to a fifteen to a massive ten minute hop addition where we had four separate hops at the ten minute right at the break point so. And then before we get the world pull started, that's, that's a lot of hops. <laughs> how long? Do, how long does the, the total of the brew? Like, what are we doing today that we won't see you doing tomorrow? So everything you see today, you'll see about a four-hour process. From right now, we have the, you know, the grain in the mash tun. It's sitting. It's waiting. You know, all the starches and the sugars are processing out. And then once we get the the sparge water up to one seventy. We're going to sparge it, rinse everything off, rinse the grain bed off, which is going to give you your taste, your flavor. Mm-hmm. And then what you won't see, well, you'll be here for the everything until it goes in the fermenter where we add the yeast. Once we add the yeast, you got to wait two weeks so the yeast stops processing, mm-hmm. which they basically, the easiest layman terms is it eats the sugar and it mm-hmm. farts out more yeast, which creates your beer. That's the easiest way in layman terms to, to process it. Wow. 
and cleaning, lots of cleaning. So what's the total process? Does it vary between different types of beers? Well, I, I'd say the process is going to be similar. The only thing that's going to be different is uh, type of grain, hop times, and fermentation time. Mm -hmm. Because obviously if you have something that's going to come in at 15 or 16 percent, it's going to take much longer because as the yeast produce alcohol, they slow down. Alcohol is a poison to them, the same it is to you and me. Yeah. And um, it'll it'll go from something fast. It'll be quick and then, what, two, three weeks, and then it'll just stop almost. About seven to ten days, you'll see a dramatic drop-off in the yeast. Mm -hmm. You know, the first within the first 24 to 48 hours, you'll see the yeast producing, which the carbon dioxide, the CO2, will kick out. And then we'll have it in a blow-off bucket, which I'll take pictures and send it to you. Mm -hmm. And then that's what creates it. And then after about a week or so, that'll slow down. And it'll gradually stop. Once you stop seeing the air bubbles, the CO2 come off of it, then the beer is basically ready to rack into the keg or into bottles. Dang. So how many days does that take? Oh, two weeks. Two weeks? So basically about four-hour process today to make the initial batch. Once we put it into the fermenters, mm. that'll take two weeks, roughly. After two weeks, if I put it into a keg, I can drink it two days later. If I bottle condition it and give it out, that'll be another two weeks for the, the sugar to get into it in that way. So you can drink Damn, it out of bottles. That's cool. So the difference between, you know, if you get an ale or a stout or an IPA is basically the grain and the hops? Well, actually, so everything you listed is actually already an ale. Um, what, you're <laughs> what, what, what you're referring to is um, whether whether it's a lager or an ale. Um, that, okay. That's the, like really the difference in the type of beer. And all that is is where the yeast ferments and the temperature they ferment and the time it ferments. Lagers are notoriously slow. The yeast, you know, they produce all sorts of terrible flavors if it yeah. gets too hot, mm -hmm. uh, specifically sulfurous flavors. And I don't think anybody wants that in their beer. Mm -hmm. So you have to chill it. You have to slowly bring the temperature up. Then you got to bring it down. It's it's a process. I've never done it myself. I've read extensively about it, but it's still one of those things that is outside of my experience zone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dang man! I think next month we're gonna we're gonna try a uh, an Oktoberfest something. So we're gonna. I mean, we're about what almost uh, nine months out. Yeah. But we gotta logger it. We're gonna logger. How often? How often do you guys get together? We do this once a month. We're trying for once a month right now. We're uh, we're calling ourselves the Bearded Brewers of uh, the Bearded Brewers. Bearded, bearded <laughs> Brewers Club right now because uh, everybody standing here has a beard. So. Mm -hmm. Every single one of us. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cool to it's cool to be here, man. I appreciate you, and uh, you know this is this is amazing, man. I I can't wait to. Try some more of your yeah, we're beer. Yeah, going to get you some samples right now. We'll get, if these guys over here, would, the peanut gallery could figure their shit out. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. So tell the people, uh, you know, how, how they could get a hold of you. You know, we're, we're I mean, we got a long ways to go, man, because I'm, 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 I'm looking down, dude. We're only at like 12 minutes, bro. My <laughs> podcast are usually an hour and a half long. No, we're, we're, we're so start, we need, need some more drinks in here we're gonna start to get you start, you know, and people to start talking. Yeah. I can only ask so many damn questions about beer. I just want to drink it. You guys tell me about it. I mean, unfortunately, so there's, there's not that much to beer. Not, <laughs> I mean, more so we're just here to hang out, drink, and have a good time. Well, that's ferociously sour. I love like, it. So what's, so what's this we're so this drinking right here? This is by Jester King. Uh, what's the ABV on that? 
<laughs> yeah, I think so. I don't know what the ABV is. What you got, John? Um, it's a clean. That's clean. Point five, six and a half. Six and a half percent on that, huh? So oh, yeah, I got some. Plain sours. You know sours. Oh, okay. So, so sour beer is, is kind of a unique beast. In fact, before recent times, all beer was sour because they had no method of separating out yeast from bacteria. And um, what's fascinating is how the bacteria ferments things. The things that the yeast can't eat, the bacteria eat. And they produce lactic acid and various you know other sour things. And sometimes you... If you've ever heard of beer getting sick, a, uh, a type of bacteria called pediococcus makes a mucus in it. It's uh, similar to the mucus that you would find inside of okra. And your beer would just, you know, be a big five-gallon jug of slime if you didn't add another kind of wild yeast to it called bretanomyces. And that could break it down, and they make all kinds of cool flavors or horrible ones. I've had beer that tastes like, you know, the way a barnyard smells. It's so a lot if, of a lot of sulfur flavors. And- uh Honestly, it smelled like B.O. Like, it was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it was really bad. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, what's that? Do you know what the temperature is on that back there? Because we, we don't want it to... We are live brewing, seven. folks, so we're we're monitoring... Or they're monitoring the temperatures and all that stuff, so... Like yeah, I said, it's so a different gotta, type of podcast. If it, if it gets above we gotta 170, get what will happen is we'll start to do what's called tannin extraction on the husks of the grain that's inside of our mash tun, and you'll get a beer that uh, it'll dry your mouth. It'll be absolutely disgusting. Nobody will drink that mm-hmm. unless you're really desperate, and even then you might have second thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> what's in this called again? I like this one. It tastes like grape juice. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I've never tried this one. Who, who brews that? Cause Jester, like, Jester King. I, Jester King. That is fucking good. The so, woman who brewed that just recently left Jester King, and she's doing something in Illinois now. Well, I so, mean, we'll, see, never, we'll see where Jester King goes in the future. Oh, yeah, let, let, her, let him know, John. Introduce, Introduce yourself to the podcast, brother. What's up, man? Uh, food your mouth is cool. All right, well. Yeah. So this is Jester King. I'm John. But the beer is Jester King. The woman who is the head brewer at Jester King just recently left the brewery. And she's starting up something in the Chicago area now. So we'll see where Jester King goes in the future. But it's one of my favorite breweries out of Austin. Oh, no. I I also brought another bottle from Jester King called Spoon. It's a three-year blend. So we'll probably pop that one later at the end. Here you go, Brian. What would you guys say to someone who's used to drinking Coors Light, Bud Light, Budweiser, and they're starting to get fancy with the, you know, with the craft beers? What, what's a what's a beer or, or a type of, are we saying ale? Uh, yeah, honestly, blonde ales are really easy to get into. I think they're a fantastic summer beer. They're, um, I don't want to call them bland because it's wrong, but since they're so easy to drink, you could add so many varieties of hops whether you want it more bitter more citrusy more resinous it, it depends yeah. on you but because Set of that top. easy clean palate it's something that you could sip all day on a hot summer or sit in the pool. You yeah sit in the pool and drink it you yeah could. brandon's saying sit in the pool drink it and just have a good time and honestly it's a, it's a really good starting your, point your lawn type shit. yeah definitely and then i mean you move up from i mean most of our i mean when i grew up I saw my dad drinking Coors Light, Bud Light. I mean, that's what I started drinking from an early age. Yeah. After a sporting event, or if you even as you get older, you go to a sporting event. It's all they really sold: mm-hmm. Bud Light, Coors Light, Budweiser, Miller Light. But as you as you grow and your taste buds grow, 
that stuff's actually really bland. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's been charcoal filtered 250, 300 times. I don't mind a cooler's light on a hot summer's day. That's not bad. So that's I got to take a break. Like, man, IIPAs are, you know, are, are heavy, but. Now that I tried one of these, I'm like, man, these won't be too bad in the summer too, right? Would you could just consider this drink a summer drink a but, all year round? But what are you looking at? You're looking at a Bud Light's what four percent? Yeah, it's it, th- there's so little inside of it compared to the water volume. To me, it's I I don't feel right calling it bland because there are people who absolutely love it, and it's it's definitely not all right. But compared to but, an IPA, but, or... but compare it to just about anything else that you could brew yourself or buy from another brewer, it's it it honestly is bland. <laughs> it's like bland, that's the yeah. only real description. And it's, it's then what? Then why do these big companies make it then? Because it's easy to drink, it's cheap to brew, and oh, and one of the reasons why it's so bland is they tend to use rice syrup in it. It's it doesn't really have a lot of malt. And it ferments out really clean and easy. Although, that's not to take away from them. So, that style of beer is actually called the American Adjunct Lager. And that is the hardest beer style to brew that there is. Because there's so little involved in it. That if anything goes wrong, that's all you're going to taste. And the fact that they brew so much of that beer and it tastes the same is actually a testament to how talented those brewers really are. I mean, what, they have four four brewers around America? I, I actually I don't know. Colorado, how Chicago, some... Do you compare a brewery to, like, a chemist? I mean, do you have to be some type of chemist um, to you, get to that type of level? No, you don't, but you do need to know how to manipulate the water. You need to know how to manipulate the yeast, the temperature, and what they're going to do. But when it comes to people at that level, it is actually beyond my, my understanding because, like I said, their talent and what they do every day to make that that beer taste the same that it's tasted 20 years ago and the same that it'll taste 20 years from now it's it's unbelievable is it true coors light they use their water from the rockies i i have no idea we could call them and ask (laughs) probably tell you yeah yeah. but i it, it but to look at it from a realistic perspective if they're brewed in the rockies it doesn't make sense to get water from somewhere else Mm -hmm. water weighs a hell well the reason why i asked you that is i had a customer one time um in santa Ana. he gave me a box i picked them up every day and he had a box he goes be careful of this it's coors light it's going back to new york to my son and you know you're not allowed to ship alcohol you yeah, know and i'm like all. why are you shipping him a 30 pack of coors light he goes because over there in new york they have their their, their coors light stations over there they use the, the the water reused from new york city like they use filtration order he goes the one the, the coors light we get over in california we get from the coors light that's in denver so they use the water from the Rockies. The 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 Coors Light tastes way better. I mean, I I'd, I'd have to try it, but once again, that does make sense to me that you would use a locally sourced water. Although with uh, with water filters the way they are and the ability to add minerals or take minerals out, there's no reason why they couldn't just recreate that water. Yeah, it might sound strange. You just add stuff, but add yeah, alkaline levels exactly. PH, so like, even it. though you're pulling your water out from you know, the side of the house and the holes compared to getting filtration water, going to a facility and getting it that way. Yeah. You don't see no difference. In- no. Um, so around here we have uh, artesian wells and our water is extraordinarily hard. And that's really detrimental to most styles of beer. It rapidly messes with the pH in a negative way. Um, so what we do is we add calcium chloride and a few other things to really soften the water. And... Um, you you could make honestly if you know how to manipulate the water you could make any style of beer because you could 
basically recreate any kind of water. I'm actually a state certified uh, water treatment uh, guy. I, I, yeah, so what I was saying is I'm a state certified water treatment guy and I, I can turn any non-potable water potable. That just means non-drinkable to drinkable. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the things that we do is we add chlorine and a lot of people say that when you're brewing at home chlorine is detrimental which it would be but since we're boiling chlorine just gases right off it doesn't stay and what temperature water. does the chlorine gas out at you think you know because you're heating it to what 155 to 170 no no when we're boiling it's Boom. going to hit 212 that's the boiling point for Whoa. water at our um at our what would you say our height or the current atmosphere so as an example if we were up in the rockies the mm -hmm. boiling point would actually be lower because the atmospheric pressure is lower um it's it's like if if you were in high school or whenever they did that experiment where they take a, a syringe and they fill it halfway with water and you put it on your thumb and you you uh, pull the syringe back and create a vacuum mm -hmm. and then you then you touch it and it starts to boil it's not that it's 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 actually boiling but it's not hot simply because there's less pressure to keep the water together it's kind of an interesting thing um Oh, look at them go over there. <laughs> Sorry, we're sparging. Yeah, they're, they're sparging. So tell the process of sparging. So what you're doing is uh, you, you're starting to drain the or the mash, and as you're draining from one we container to another, it. you're going to add more hot water to it, and all, all it is is rinsing the grain. You want to get all of the available sugar from the grain that you can. I mean, after all, it's, it's, uh, it's a flavor thing, and it's an alcohol thing. Because if you don't do it that way, you're going to have to buy like dry or wet or liquid malt extract. And that really defeats the purpose of uh, using grain anyway. Some, mm -hmm. you know, some people make hybrid beers because like I live in an apartment right now, so it's really difficult for me to, to brew. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times what I'll do is I'll buy a few pounds of dry malt extract mm -hmm. and I'll add it to water. I'll, well, first I'll heat the water up and I'll get a grain sock and I'll add grain to it and I'll basically do like a, a mini mash and that's kind of for the flavor mm -hmm. and then I'll add the uh, the dry malt extract is kind of like the, the alcoholic backbone if you will wow and, yeah so so there's a lot of ways to get your own beer like it's I've seen I was watching this show I don't know what show I was watching but they had a portable uh, it was a, a brewer it was a portable make your own beer I've seen and they put hops and they put the grain. Well, I mean, I, I even think it was like a coffee pot. They put it in, and like three hours later, they had beer. That's incredible. I I'll look at when we go when we go off uh, offline. I'll, uh, I'll I'll look it on my phone. I, it was a YouTube video, and I was like, man, it, I go brewing your own beer came that easy. That that's news to me. I mean, I'm I'm doing it the the old fashioned way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm aware of certain things like um, a, a product. I think it's called like Pico Brewer or something similar, where it comes with grains and you basically add everything to a single container, and it heats it, it it mashes it, it um, you, you know it sparges it, it. You toss the grains out. You add the hops. It'll boil it. Then it'll cool it. Um, I, I've never used a system like that. I'm, uh, I don't know even how much. How long you been brewing beer for now? I don't know. Ten years. Ten years. Yeah, yeah. I've I've, I've done it. I only did um, maybe two or three pure extract, and then I I moved right on to grain, and then um, I started doing hybrids here and there, and then sometimes I'll go back to pure grain, just depending. But it's uh, how often are you brewing? Uh, for a point, for a while, I was I was brewing like every every month, you know, and giving beer out. 
but it slowed down considerably since I started going back to school and whatnot. Mm-hmm. What are you going back to school for? Uh, I'm becoming an uh, electrical electrician, an electrical engineer, a technician, depending on how you, you want to define it. I won't be creating things, but mm-hmm. I understand the theory of why things do what they do behind um, how... I don't want to say how everything works. Um, a big part of the school is... Uh, what do they call them? Uh, programmable logic controllers and... Mm-hmm. Because everything's going to automation, and it's a it's like an automated computer, like your home personal computer. But all it does is tell things what to do and how to do them. And I'm the guy that sets that up. It's pretty, uh, pretty boring, honestly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Brandy was telling me you got a degree in, in what is it, water chemistry? Or yeah. What, it, what? That, so so I, I went to school. Um, to be a water treatment guy um, for whatever reason I couldn't land a job like I came in just after the state had hired a ton of people and you know that that honestly kind of fell apart for me but you know the knowledge doesn't go away so I started I started using that to brew beer I actually started brewing beer before I did that and then I, I applied that knowledge to brew mm-hmm. beer so it's uh man that's just cool man I'm having a good time what's the next beer let's try another one you guys ready Oh yeah, you know what? That'd be great. Yeah, that one was really good. I really like that beer. My buzz is wearing off. I'm so, so yeah, I'm so used to like IPAs and space dust, and you know, I, I've I've tried some good stuff, <laughs> but these beers that we're pulling out, I was like, holy shit! There's a whole new world to, uh, you know, drinking. Yeah, it was. I was honestly, my wife likes um, beers with a lot of fruit and things in it. So I was thinking of doing like a, a summertime blonde, and then during the secondary, I was gonna rack it on top. Now, what do you drink for? Do you drink for the taste? You drink for the buzz? Just for the taste, man. Just for the taste. Yeah, I'm a. I I don't want to say like a beer snob because I don't feel like I am, and I don't snub beer by any stretch. I'll I'll drink anything, but I really want it to taste good. If I'm I'm going to consume it, it might as well be as good. Thank as Thank you, sir. Make. Thank you. And there are so many talented brewers now. Like we're we're really living. Tell in a the good people time for beer drinkers. Tell the people what we're drinking now. So this is from a brewery called Grimm, and the beer is called Both Sides Now. And the description is a golden sour ale aged in oak barrels with peaches, apricots, and raspberries. So this is like right up my alley. I love stone fruits and raspberries. Are my I like berry. these. No, these these consider like uh, apple ciders. You know, a cider. No, no. Th- this is this is a sour beer. Um, this is actually pretty nice, dude. Yeah. I really like this. It's a six percent alcohol by volume, so you know. It's a light one. Drink I mean. responsibility. <laughs> I I try to anyway. Wow, man, oh, this man, is really is good. Really good. I, I could see why you'd ask if it's cider. The, the malt gets lost in it a little bit, but in all honesty, the fruit flavor, it's it's phenomenal. I I could drink that all day. <laughs> yeah, put the mic on. What do you think of this one, Brandon? What are we drinking? What is this? The, yeah, uh, I'll take a little more. That sounds good. Sour with raspberries. Oh, that's solid. Yeah, that's nice. good. Where can you buy? The, I mean, what type of? I mean, you, obviously you can't go to Seven Eleven. Even Albertsons is not going to uh, have something like this. A lot of like people this. are starting to use the. I think it's called Tavor. The website's Tavor. Um, specialty beer from all over the the United States, all over the, the world, actually. Now, you know, there there's people brewing beer in, in Brazil, you know, overseas, everywhere you can think of. Mm-hmm. And the website Tavor, you can actually sign up and order certain bottles. And if you like it, you can order more. Like John said, I think he's an investor now because he bought so many bottles in, of one. But, you know. Yeah, 
I was just saying it's a good beer. Like, I mean, it, it, if you look at like the pictures, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Sorry, I was trying to get the boil. No, man, um, cut, cut out in, man. We're good. Uh, the stuff you see, we're using a lot of stainless steel from SS Brutech Technologies. Um, this kind of one of the the higher end echelons of of home brewing. A lot of people still brew and a pot. Thanks for the sound effects. Alex's car just died. Um, <laughs> he kept rolling his windows down. So look what my car can do. Is it unplugged? Oh, my bad. Yeah, because it ran out of liquid. <laughs> it sounded like a car. That's fine. Um, but, you know, a lot of guys will brew in a stainless steel pot on their stove. And they call it brew in a bag. And then just transfer the wart into a glass carboy. Cool it down and then put it in their put it in their uh, you know closet for two weeks and it's 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 kind of the exact same thing. We're just yeah, it's just there's different ways to do it. We're doing all grain. You can brew with an extract, which is you're adding the sugars in that have already been you know pre bottled for you. I was, I was gonna say actually while you're over there sparging, I, I was just covering that. Oh. Uh, yeah, because that that's what I primarily do anymore, just because I've got a small apartment and I just don't have the space for all the equipment that I require. One day, though. <laughs> one day. I want to get one of those, uh, what is it, one barrel, the uh, the 49. Yeah, what do, what do they charge for that over there? Oh. I know you pick them up, so. Yeah, like, a, a one barrel is actually two kegs, which is 31 gallons, I believe. 49. 40, 49, 49 gallons. gallons. So it's 49 gallons of whatever, I mean. The prices range, anything you can see from, I mean, you can go on, like I said, you can go on their How website. much have you spent total on all your equipment, buying new equipment to get where you're at? A pretty penny, right? You don't have to yeah, say the full amount, but, I mean, if, if you're comfortable. But, I mean, yeah. I'm looking at your stuff, and it looks kind of expensive, bro. I, I mean, to be honest, you go on Craigslist, you go on Let It Go. You know, again, it, it's gift cards, things like that go a long way. The problem is, is. Everybody starts small. I started with two and a half gallon batches. I went to five gallon batches. Now we're all the way up to ten gallon batches. It, it's the next week seventy five gallon batches, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, after this podcast, yes. Hey, that'd be awesome. Um, I, I honestly, I probably have spent around twelve hundred dollars on my equipment total because all of my um, my ball valves and things, I bought really nice brass valves just because brass lasts it's not gonna corrode it's really good stuff um the only thing i honestly cheaped out on was my my first brew pot which i still have it's like five gallons so you can't even really brew a full batch in it and um yeah let's get the next beer on i, I got a second Girls, hand um home depot be my beer bitch. Yeah. It's 20 gallons <laughs> as my mash ton. The thing is split on one side. You can oh, see, you know, it looks filthy on the outside because it's ancient, but the inside is immaculate. And that's all that really counts, you know. Mm -hmm. I keep everything that the grain can touch in really top-tier condition. But everything else, it just it gets stained because it sits on my patio outside. I, I don't have room inside for it. No, you got to get it close, bro. Man. Yeah. I'm no, it's fine. Me. I'll be able to change it. But, like, look at Check this out. This is me talking, and then this is your boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, 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 I'm pretty sure we'll be able to hear. If not, we'll get you back in. We'll do it again. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'll be able to fix the levels. I'm not going to cut anything. This is my first time out of the studio and, and working in the 
bringing it into the garage. Yeah, yeah, your first time podcasting. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, this is cool. This is a an experiment, we, we but it's, it's going good. So now we're sampling Side Project Brewing uh, out of St. Louis, Missouri. It's a blended and bottled by. It's blended and bottled by, but I don't know. It's freaking dark in here. Fuck it. No, it's another sour, it's I think. Sour. Dude, I can drink sours all day. Yeah, these are pretty good beers. My teeth so, when you're talking about... A sour, a lot of... I think I you might correct me on this, but a sour is a lot of open fermentation with wild yeast. Uh, it, so, it, it can be open fermentation. It depends on how you want to do it. So, you know, you have an avocado tree. That'd probably be the bad example, but I know you have the fruit trees in back. You can make a really weak wort, like, say, you know, 1.1, 1, 1, or sorry, 1.01, 1.015 gravity. What's the temp at? And, um put that under your tree and try to capture wild yeast because wild yeast is all over the fruit and um i know of i don't know anybody personally but i know of people who have done that and they make their own sour beers by doing things like that that's actually how they do it in belgium they just have big open fermentation they pump it up sits in the attic for a little while and they pump it into i think they're called fooders I'm probably saying that wrong, but it's these gigantic <laughs> barrels. I mean, you could walk inside of them, and they ferment them in that. It's it's actually phenomenal. I think New Belgium has those. It's really cool. You, you know, look it up online. You can see some pictures of it. I, I think compared to other drinks, uh-huh. alcoholic drinks, is beer considered healthy? I mean, is it is it a healthy thing? If I doubt it. You um, doubt it? Alcohol is really not good for you. I mean, <laughs> they're, they're even saying things like wine, where they thought it was good for you. It's not. Um you could drink grape juice and get the exact same benefits that you would get from wine. So it's it's uh, it's definitely not good for you. But that doesn't mean it's not good for the soul, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> like I had told you earlier before we started the podcast, mm-hmm. all I've been doing for eight months now is study and work. And mm-hmm. it was really the first time I had the opportunity to just relax and it feels really nice. Yeah, that's yeah. cool, man. Thanks for coming on the podcast, man. I, I appreciate, appreciate it, it, man. I appreciate you. Hey, homo. <laughs> 2020, no judging. 2020, no judging. If you heard that, I'm sorry. I apologize. Hey, how about 2020, all judgment, but you just keep it to yourself, right? <laughs> you know, just be you, but don't be an asshole. I like I like to leave positivity in my wake, you know? Uh, but that's just me. How about you? I mean, all, all we're really trying to do, I mean, <laughs> a, everybody drinks. I mean, not everybody, but, I mean, as you can tell, getting a little buzzed is, um, you know, just come hang out, have a good time. And go from there, you know. Uh, over the summer, we'll do a, we're doing the the pool party and brew day in the backyard. So they can bring their kids. They'll get the smoker out, do all that. But that's a process. Another day for another podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I like to eat, drink, smoke. <laughs> I mean, when I when I when I started doing this, it was uh, me and my brother-in-law started. You know, like I said, we started in the kitchen, not even knowing what we were doing. Yeah. Uh, we went out and. Uh, What's the difference between a brewer and a moonshiner? What if I wanted to make some moonshine? 
So that would be the distillation process. So you're basically going to take all of the water and the non-fermented sugars and you're stripping. Well, you, you don't have to use corn. You could use, so all fermentation is, is the conversion of carbohydrates into alcohol and carbon dioxide. So anytime you've got alcohol, you could technically ferment it, or sorry, not ferment it, it's already fermented. You could um, distill it, although I don't recommend doing that. I um, I understand the process of distillation, but I don't know how to manipulate the yeast to make ethanol because that type of yeast that they use for distillation, a lot of times it could it could make other forms of alcohol, and if you drink that, you're gonna have a bad time. You could have a real bad. Time. What'd you think about the movie Lawless? Do you ever watch that one? No, so I don't well, I don't watch a lot of movies. I don't what? watch a lot of TV. What do you read books? I read books. Um, What's the latest book you just read? Uh I think it was called Unfreedom of the Press by Mark Levin. What was it about? Um how the press is controlled by just a few people and we don't get real news from basically anybody we're lied to. Oh, yeah, I could agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, would you like to borrow it? I'm done with it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm down to read yeah, it. Totally. There's probably something I've already know about, but it's always good to read from another author and another. To give you an example of how, how bad it is, during the 1930s and 40s when they discovered the Holocaust happened, the New York Times completely denied it, covered mm -hmm. it up. It didn't happen, according to them. This guy has it all documented. It's unreal, this stuff is. Well, there's a YouTube video out there years ago that I listened to, and it showed uh, the news from, like, San Diego and Orange County and mm -hmm. across the country, the same network. And the reporters were repeating the same. The, the, they'll change the, a word's position here and there, but it's all this. Yeah, it's it's all covered. It now. was word for word. When I saw it, I oh, was like, holy shit. And then you look down, and you see who owns CBS, who owns KK, you know. And, yeah. And then look to see where they come from. And, I mean, it's self-explanatory, yeah, you know, but a lot of people don't know that. No, they don't. It, and it's sad, actually, because they, they think that um, they're giving the whole story of, you know, what's going on, and they're not at all. They're being manipulated. And I just hope a lot of people start paying more attention to that instead of, you know, what, what the hell's on TV anymore? I don't watch TV for 15 years. American Idol, is that still on TV? I think it still is, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. You still watch the TV, yeah. Yeah. I watch I watch a lot of documentaries and stuff like that. You know, I do like watching movies, and, but TV shows I'm I'm very picky now too. You know, it's kind of the same shit now. I I only watch like really off color ones. Um, I think my current favorite is called Your Pretty Face Is Going to Hell. It's it's like a really dark comedy, but man, it cracks me up. Obviously, it's about a bunch of guys who are in hell. And hell is, you know, a corporation. What's up, Kane? Design. Oh. Kane Waldron in the Kane? house. Another, another co-worker over here. He's a machine. Oh, dude, he's the machine. Hey, if you want to get on, man, say a shout out. Say what's up to everybody, yeah, you man. Want to? You got, you, say what's, what's up. What's cracking, everybody? <laughs> yeah, the party's arrived. Here we go. That's right. They're telling me this guy is the highest paid UPSer. Well, he's not just the highest paid. He's the he's the hardest worker. No, there's no doubt. Yeah, it's called I incentive. This, I see this dude busting his ass. And he drinks beer and he looks he looks fabulous. Dude, look at this guy. He's he's in shape. Yeah. I, I mean, I got some guns, but not like not like him. <laughs> That's genetics right there. Yeah. Well, my problem is is I eat too much bad food. You, know? <laughs> you, you taste know. the flavor change. That that's my problem. 
Like if you if you taste this one, it's a lot lighter. It's a lager. What's this one called? It's a lot. Just a basic lager. Pilsner. I believe that can was some type of pilsner. I didn't get to see it, but uh, it, it, it's it's a lighter lager. Um, it's got more body and more flavor than that American adjunct lager. An Autobahn Pilsner. Yeah, it's it's tasty. It's five percent. Who made it? Homage Brewing. I don't even know who that is. Uh, shout out to you, whoever you are. You did a good job. Most Pilsners, they're you know, kind of taste like dirty dishwater a little bit. I don't know what hops they use, but this this isn't bad. Let me see the can. Take a picture. Yes, sir. I gotta take a picture and show everybody what I'm doing. I like this can right here, though. It's a cool can. It's a big can. What 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 is that like? 30 ounces, 32 ounces? Uh, Pamplona, Homage Brewing, 1011. What was the question? Oh, how many ounces is that? Like, oh. That's a huge can. 32. 32. That's a yeah. big freaking can, man. 32 ounces in a single can. So what if 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 I wanted to go brewing like on a, on a nice brewing take, you know, take my lady. Uh-huh. Take her I want to go to a brewing co. You know, what What would you recommend? Because Golden Road, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? There, there's some spots, but Hangar 21, did you see that big one that just opened up in Irvine? No, I didn't. So so like I said earlier, I've for the last eight months, I've literally just been studying Study. my ass off. Um, but uh, the guy sitting to my immediate left here, he he could tell you every brewery around. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass this on to yeah. you. So What's as far that? as locals breweries go... The Anaheim Beer Trail on La Palma, I, you got some really good ones on there. Um, Bottle Logic is, is fine, but then you can just head down the road, literally like 100 yards, and you're at Brewery X, which has some nice beers. Brewery X is nice. I've been there before. It's a big one. Then you go down a little further, and you hit Taru or Taro or whatever they want to call themselves. That's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's a couple of, that people skip, and they always forget are there, but there's a new one called the Beer Company. That's over off of Jefferson and I want to say Miraloma, but that's wrong. Miraloma's too far north. But so there's another one, Jefferson and Miraloma Cross. Yeah. Now how's the food though? There's got to be. There's no food at any of these breweries. There's Holy shit! Trucks. There's food trucks. Okay, food trucks. And so I prefer the food trucks that usually end up at Brewery X. But let's get. How back many to food the beer. trucks are? Or a Brewery X. How many food uh, trucks? On a Friday night, three. Three, okay. Well, what's the best one you've had so far, Jonathan? Yes. No. Um, <laughs> my favorite food truck is Mad Dumplings. I like good dumplings. I like good dumplings. Uh, what, what's your favorite dumpling? I'm kind of curious. <laughs> Just the normal spicy sausage one that they have. It, I can't remember the name of it. It's kind of red. They throw some bacon, some jalapeno, but not pickled, just diced, regular jalapeno, and some green onion on top. Fuck, I'm already in. <laughs> so then continuing down the beer trail, you have Stereo, which is off of Miraloma. Miraloma and Lakeview. And then you can further your expenditures and your trail hopping and go down to All-American and um, Honey Pot. But for me, if I'm going to go and take my lady out, it's going to be a two-day trip. We're going to go down to San Diego. Okay. We're going to stay in Vista. We're going to hit up Indian Joe. We're going to hit Mother Earth. And we're going to stay in that little vicinity. Maybe go over to... Where is that at? What part of San Diego? It's in North San Diego, uh, the Vista area. Okay. 
but uh, pretty easy to find if you looked it yes, up. Yes, very easy to find. And then Mother Earth and Indian Joe are within walking distance of a Motel these, Six, I believe it is. <laughs> so there, there's the key into that one. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So these are these are breweries. Yes, these are breweries. Um, and then well, in the Oceanside, there's a really good brewery restaurant called Bagby that I've only been to once. Mm -hmm. The food's really good. The beer was amazing. It's probably mm -hmm. by far my favorite brewery in San Diego County. Damn. But that's that's if you want to take your lady for a weekend, you just get away. Or, or the Temecula Road. Go down to Temecula. There's like 12 in Temecula in a quarter mile. Oh, yes. Brandon's reminding me of the time we went out to the Temecula area and just got absolutely smashed. <laughs> Uh, what was your favorite, Brandon? Yell at me and I'll answer for you. Uh, I like the 8-Bit. 8-Bit? The was cool. They have, a, they have a solid food. And then uh, I hit up uh, Avalanche was out there. Garage Brewing. Garage and Avalanche, Brandon's mentioning 20, here. 24 Tasters at, at Garage Brewing. 24 Tasters at Garage Brewing, Brandon's happy about that. Was your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> 2020, no judging. A couple times, Brandon and I have been on other adventures where we ended up in uh, where San Bernardino area. Yeah, Kings, 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 Sour Puff. Cellars. Oh yes, um, what was it? Night Owl. It tasted exactly like Cocoa Puffs milk. So after you've eaten off your Cocoa Puffs and you just have that milk and you just drink that milk, that's exactly what this beer tasted like. But I think for me, the best was Sour Cellars. I'm a sour kind of guy. What do you guys you think? What do you guys think about the beers? Um, that are they're starting to come out infused with weed. I'm not a fan of them. I, they, they just taste off to me. You so you tried some before? I've tried some of them. Where before. would you be? Where would you get some one of the, get one of those from? I couldn't tell you because it was at a beer share. Uh, the person <laughs> brought it, shared it, and I had it. I mean, I've never had one of those personally myself, but um, hops are, are cannabis relative, so you can get a lot of the same aromas out of it. So I imagine, the, but it's not, uh, I'm aware that THC, I don't know about CBD, but THC is typically not water-soluble, it's fat-soluble. So what you might want to do is make some sort of tincture and then add that to your finger. I, had a, I got a bottle one year, uh, not one year, I think it was probably like eight months ago. It was vodka infused with weed. How was that? It, it was, a, it, I felt like it was an elixir. <laughs> I was on a different level compared to smoking it or taking it edibly, infuse it. Going? But I don't know. She had the big the leaf. There was a big <clears throat> leaf inside the bottle, mm -hmm. and I'll be like, yeah, it was it was something different. I don't know. I mean, can you infuse marijuana, you know, THC with 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 liquor? So so like I was saying a moment ago, what I would do is I would make a tincture, and you know, I'd I'd, I'd condense it down until we're only talking maybe an ounce or so, and I'd. I don't know what the milligram would be. I'd have to do the math. like my like my stuff I showed you. Could right. I could I get a scoop and, and and somehow put it? So if I'm if I'm being a moonshiner, I'm gonna be a moonshiner. I'm gonna put a little dip of this, <laughs> you know, and see if it does something. Well, I don't know all what's inside of the stuff that you got there. It's pure THC. Oh, so it's just there's nothing else. Oh well, man, there's probably so, see because you you wouldn't want to add any kind of oils to your beer. What happens is that mm. stops it from um, getting a nice head on it. And like I had said earlier, I'm all about a good flavored beer. Um, so if you could, if you could figure out how to, to make a tincture out of that, mm. um, you could then add the drop and depending on its percentage, you would just multiply it by the number of drops. So when you, available. so if you're at trying to add the, the weed plant to beer, mm -hmm. you're not, 
you're doing it for flavor. You're not doing it to get high. No, no, no. You would definitely get high in the method I'm telling you. Trust me. It, it, <laughs> you would go to the moon, man. Um, because if I if I was to do it, I'd probably make each bottle like a hundred milligrams because that that would be. Hell, I don't even know what the average weed is anymore. Ten percent THC now. No, I think it's up to like in its thirties now. Jesus. The stuff that I have, it's it's about seventy five percent THC. So that's so that, that's like well beyond you know what I was even thinking. You would you would need some like if I used your stuff unwittingly mm-hmm. and put it in a beer, you'd drink it and you'd probably end up on the floor vomiting, no, yeah. spinning, man. Like, I've had, pe- I've, had I've had a few f- people pass out from hitting hit my piece. <laughs> Um, you know, I think it's just a tolerance. You know, it's just over the years of being a beer drinker and and, and a weird smoke. Yeah, I just got this amino immune system like you. You ever? Oh yeah, dude. I don't. I don't ever get sick. But my my secret is I eat a lot of probiotics. more beer. All right. Which one is this one called? We got a. So this one is uh, Surfari IPA, my least favorite style. But it, oh, dude, I know I'm not gonna like it. But it's from Pizza Port, and they're now was it okay to mix all these different types of beers? My stomach's starting to feel a little gurgly, bro. I think you should eat something. No, I've been eating. I was like, I'll make sure to eat. Um, I mean, realistically, it's it's all is, is it sugar. safe? It's um, alcohol is alcohol. It's there's really oh, so it's okay to mix. Yeah, well, you know how you know how a lot of people will say like, oh, I get crazy if I drink tequila, or I get like this if I drink whiskey. It's all horse shit, man. Alcohol is alcohol. If you if you break it down structurally, chemically, it's all the same. It does the same thing to you. It's just some psychological effect that they have on themselves. It's really one weird. time I went to Legends. You guys ever been to Legends by work? Yeah, absolutely. It's, I had it's the, literally around the corner from work. Yeah, <laughs> they got a good pilsner, by the way. The Hefeweizen I had uh-huh. twice in a row. I threw up when I went home. How much of it were you drinking? I drank like two pints, maybe. Well, two but pints like is thirty-two I, ounces. Yeah, but I, I, that's the only beer I, I I haven't been to Legends ever since. I just thrown up from the drinking huh. the Hefeweizen. Well, I mean, I, I'm definitely not a doctor. I can't tell you why you threw up. <laughs> but I can tell you if it keeps happening, I wouldn't have it anymore. That's, yeah, exactly. That's, that's the only time I had trouble. You know, that's why I asked about the mixing of the beers, all that. All the, you know, but that was the first time I ever happened to me. I, I have never been back since. Uh, um, they definitely don't have bad beer. Um, it's not. It's not my favorite. It's uh, every time I go, I manage to always get there when they're in between their their rotation, and they only have their, uh, I guess their everyday beers is or whatever you'd call it, where what's always on tap. And it, it's, and like I said, it's not bad. Their their American um, Pilsner is pretty good. I don't I don't care for their red, which is unusual because typically red style ales is my favorite. I like that that real caramel flavor when i was in, in my college days back in the early 2000s uh-huh. 2001 um i went to we used to go to bj's all the time and my drink was the jeremiah red and we'd have That's a good man jam, this is my college days you know me and my college buddies we'd go and it was happy hour at like 10 and uh it, it was amazing that was my first time experiencing, you know, different types of beer. But the next day, I had the shits all day. Well, that may not be related to the <laughs> beer itself. Because typically speaking, once But I was young, you know? You know, could have been what you were eating, hot wings or whatever. Yeah, hot wings. Yeah. Um, but beer wouldn't do that to you? I can't say it won't do it to you. It can. <laughs> it just depends on your body. But I've never had that type of reaction. Um, 
I actually have an interesting similar story right across the street from, well, a little down the street from work. The, what is it called? The Outlets now, but at the time it was called the Block and Orange. Yeah, yeah. They used to have this place. We'd go all the time. Koji's? Friday. No, um, Alcatraz. We'd go there Friday. Oh, yeah. Is it still there? No, sir. Unfortunately, it closed down and... I, I did. I was. They brewed their own beer there they too. They did, and they brewed phenomenal beer. My yeah. my favorite there was their uh, their Big House Red, and um, that was actually the beer that got me into drinking. I I seriously never drank before that. In fact, I didn't start enjoying beer until I was like what? Well, how fucking how old was I with you, John? Twenty five back then. It, it's it's been a while. Like years ago. Yeah, dude. Twenty three, twenty five, somewhere around there. Dude, I, I was even brewing beer when I wasn't really drinking a lot of beer. I just, um, so I love to cook and things, and my my whole family is fairly artistic in the sense that they're they're musicians, they can sing. Mm-hmm. I don't have any of that talent at all. Like, my late grandmother was an opera singer. Really? Yeah, yeah, and uh, my dad, my brother, they could jam on the guitar, and my sister could play the cello, the violin. I don't have any of that talent at all. Only talent you guys, I, I could grow a beard. I could, well, dude, I grow a mean beard. <laughs> but no, um, I can cook and I can brew. And what type of food do you like to cook? Anything. Um, it, my favorite is finding a new technique that I've never done before. So a lot of times I'll look to, to different cultures and I'll find out how they make food and I'll see how I can adapt it to either my palate or the typical American palate. Or um, whatever ingredients I have available. Like recently, I was looking at a. Um, a I don't want to say Eurasian. Oh, uh, let me pound this. Hold on. What is this one What's called? What's that, bro? Is it a peanut butter? Oh, go ahead. Is this from the brewery? It's a peanut butter Thursday. It's about uh, bourbon barrel stout, 19.5%. Just smell it. Nineteen and a half percent. Well, I mean, I had a good buzz going, but after this, we're gonna start going downhill. We're gonna go deep. I <laughs> yeah. said we're gonna. I, I said earlier we're gonna go deep in this podcast. But um, like, like recently, I've been making a, a lot of like broths and things, just because uh, my job's really physical and it's it's hard on my body, and I don't have a lot of time to to make good food anymore. Uh, so typically what I do is I'll, depending on what I could find, sometimes I go to the Asian market across the street from me and they have chicken feet and I'll, I'll cook those down and I, I make a really hey, collagen rich broth. The first hop addition explain the, uh, how in the boil, how it pulls out the, the, the bitterness and shit. Okay, so um, Brandon wanted me to tell all of you right now we're going to add the first hop addition to our hop bag and basically... The first hop addition isn't going to add a whole lot of flavor, or I should say aroma, just because it all gases off. But um, it's going to add the primary bitterness. So once it starts boiling, usually what they call the 60-minute mark, when it first starts boiling, we add the hops. And um, hops are kind of interesting. They're not there just for flavor and aroma. They actually serve a a purpose. Most people don't know but they stop beer from going sour. They kill lactobacillus like right now, done, just on contact, it wipes it out. So like uh, if you have a, if you ever had a lambic ale from Belgium, most of the hops that they tend to use, they're aged. A lot of them are three, four, five years old. Um, I don't really know the change personally. I, I could I could look it up and maybe even next time let you know so you can let your listeners know if anybody's interested. Mm-hmm. But uh, that aged really stops the lactobacillus from dying. Man, this was really strong, dude. 
Uh, this is definitely out of my range of beer yeah. that I like. Yeah, and there's no way, wow. dude. What type of person want to drink this? <laughs> you know, personally, every time I've had a peanut butter beer, everybody who's had it has said this is terrible. So I have yet to met the person who says, hey, you know what? Give me that peanut butter beer. I, I just don't know any. I think it's it's one of those, like, you made it just because you can make it, you know? Ugh. Well, I'm sorry, brewery, because typically I love your beers, but not this. How brewing has, has come this far, you know, over the years. Where do you see the future of, of, of brewing? Honestly. Do you I, see any breakthroughs? You see just just we're just... We're just barely scratching the surface as far as, you know, making different types of beers. Well, Do, will I, we hit that roof? There's a roof to brewing because so in Germany, as an example, they have I believe it's I'm probably going to mispronounce that despite the fact that I'm German. It's called the Reinhardtsgebot. Basically, it's the German beer purity law, which only allows yeast, barley, and water, and I think it it allows uh, all hops to, to be put into beer, but um. <clears throat> In the United States, we don't have anything like that. We could add whatever we like. It allows for infinite creativity and flexibility. But when it comes to beer, I'm, I'm thinking um, there, there is no limit. The, the only thing, to be completely honest with you, that's it's slightly dismaying to me is still to this day, there's a domination of IPAs. And it's, I thought that we were going to see the end of that. You know, and it just it it just keeps going. I want to see something new, something different. I'm always after something new and different. You know, you're starting to see uh, a lot of breweries go back to uh, seltzers, actually, uh, which is just a lot of sugar, water, um, and art. Yeah, where did that come from? Now they're starting to make white clams, white claws, white claws. Talk a little. Will we, is that what we're talking about? Yeah. The, Talk the, a little bit about that. <laughs> white Everybody clam. likes clam. Bro. Everybody likes clam. Um, no, so basically, I mean, I haven't done a lot the of research. Seltzer. A seltzer is just is sugar, w- water, an artificial flavor. If you want to keep it clear, and either a sh- like a champagne yeast. <laughs> is that the this no, one? No, that's the that's an IPA. Give me yeah, uh, this that one. That one's way too strong. Give me some of that. No, 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 dude, bro, I poured that beer into here. Like, I, I don't want to drink Oh, no. you don't want that? Oh, never mind. No, no. It's burning. But, no, sel- seltzer is like, with a seltzer, a lot of it is, uh, it's a lot lower calorie, so it's a lot more health conscious. Mm-hmm. Uh, the White Claws, for instance, like we have one here today to try, has 100 calories. Um, a lot of sugar in it, though, but... I mean, that, you get a lot of sulfur taste, a lot of a lot of different things like that that can change the flavor aspect. I've talked to a couple of brewers, and uh, you never kind of know what you're getting. They put off a lot of off flavors. Maybe Nate can explain the different off flavors. No, now, you, considering they say calories, this and that, how safe is it to to drink? You know, like what? I, no one knows. I mean, to be honest, I, I is it like again, getting, it, a, getting a vape? You know what I mean? It, it's now up we to, know it's it's bad for you. It's up to everybody's opinion. To, um, bye, mom. Okay. We're bye, mom. All right. Your mom says she's broke. That's her hint to get her some money. <laughs> <laughs> bye. Thanks, bye. Mom. That was Brandon Harper. Uh, my mom just yeah. dropped off my daughter. So. Yeah. 
So, um, again, with, with, with seltzers, I mean, I, you go all the way back to, like, the THC pens, and no one really knows. I mean, the, the, the Impossible Burger, you can go everything there. No one knows. I mean, from everything I've done my research on, it looks like just a lot of sugar and a lot of water with a champagne yeast, which gives it that bubbly, that bubbly taste. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I <clears throat> today was, like, the first time I had one of those hard seltzers, actually, so... I don't know much about them, but I think I read somewhere you could just add, you could just take alcohol, really, like something pure, add it to water, add some sort of artificial flavor, and then pressurize it with CO2. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd have the same effect. I don't know if it'd be good, because that white claw that we had, it was, was it raspberry? Raspberry, yeah. That was tasty, man. Like, honestly, I'd, I wasn't so sure I'd like it, but that was actually really good. It was refreshing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Like, that, I would, I could I could drink that all day, man, over some ice, maybe throwing a sprig of mint or two just to give it a, another dimension of, of aroma. I'd be all over that. Give that a try next time instead of the, uh, the uh, Oktoberfest. So did we talk about what you're making today? Uh, no, no, it's a... It's a we talk about the process. Well, so what, what what are we brewing over here today? What can my audience expect? Because so, you told me you're gonna when it's ready, you're gonna give me a couple of bottles so I could test them over. You know, I like to have a few beers on my podcast. I mean, I mean, everybody knows that I, I, I take pictures and it helps me to relax and just get in the mood. You know, fine. when I'm podcasting. So tell the audience of what you're gonna brew. Is it over two twelve or no? Over it, lift the top and see if it's boiling. Yeah, just see if it's okay. Just make sure it won't boil over, right? I got enough room. Okay. So today we're making what's called a, we're gonna name it Tits Up IPA. It's actually a double IPA. Uh, we're Have you ever done a double IPA? Brewed? No. Drank? You try it, yeah. Yes. Uh, um, double IPAs are harsh, yeah. man. I mean, you're getting a lot of bitterness up front, a lot of bitterness, you know, a lot of fruit flavor, er, earthy flavors on the back end. Um, we're using uh, 30 pounds of two-row, um, one pound of Kara Pills. Uh, oh, shit. Hold on. Hey, I'm, I got to throw in. Sure. My bad. What's going on? Oh, did, did we miss? Oh, I was saying, oh, I, so unfortunately, I don't know Brandon's recipes handing it to me on his Yeah, phone. sorry, folks. Uh, Where was he at? Brandon's, we're brewing at the same time as doing the podcast, so yeah, we wanted, there's going to be some breakups here and there. <laughs> we but, definitely uh, wanted to do it beforehand, but we had some trouble. I'm waiting to get cameras. The studio, I'm going to get cameras and go live eventually, <laughs> and I think that'd be cool in the future. Dude, that would be probably, really yeah, cool, Yeah, and they could literally see what's going on in real time. They're probably yeah. going, what the hell's Dude, going once on? Once you get some cameras, maybe you ought to, we, we ought to try this again. You know, is it like the first time I've ever done a podcast, so I, no, I that's cool, paying man. attention to what I'm doing. And it's my first time doing a podcast out of a garage, so, <laughs> you know, it's a new experience for me, but I'm having a good time, yeah, you know? That's what I counts. tell my audience, I go, not every podcast is going to be for everybody. Definitely. You know what I mean? Some, some people might be interested in something like this and getting wild. Or He's adding the calcium chloride in. That's to soften the water. I don't know what he's doing with the hops yet, though. He's got a nice hop bag. It's it's, it's a really good setup, man. Some money went into that, let me tell you. <laughs> I don't want to say how much, though. 
because I, I what did I say earlier like eleven twelve hundred bucks is what I mm-hmm. spent and I, I've got I've got pretty primitive equipment comparatively. He gets the job done. It's all that counts. So what I'm gonna describe to you guys right here is there was a bunch of guys sitting around drinking and you got a couple guys putting in sugars and grains and hops. Yeah, so so what he's doing right now is is he's adding um, corn sugar dextrose to the uh, I guess technically it's still wart. We haven't added the yeast. And that's just to raise the um, the specific gravity up. So basically, we we're limited on how much grain we can mash at any one given time, just because we've only got a 10 gallon mash ton, and um, he's using what would normally be priming sugar just to raise that gravity, so we could get the alcohol to where we want it. Good man, it's good. <laughs> Dude, he's scrambling. I don't know why he's good. No, he wants to do the podcast, too. You know, this is his first time hosting, too. It's all good, man. Well, I mean, if we do this again, you know, I think... Uh, well, it's our first time. I told my yeah. audience, I got a, I got a, you know, I got a good listening going. It's my first time. It's cool. How much dextrose? We're cool, bro. Two pounds of dextrose. As long as I got a beer in my hand, I'm cool. No, nah, this beer is rough, bro, but Dude, I, I'll finish I, it. I, I, I don't know. It's a du- no. It was, that peanut, it? it was that the peanut, peanut butter. butter one. Yeah, this one's heavy. Oh, okay. So Brandon wants me to talk about uh, beer that's aged in barrels. So, oh yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah. So just depending on the style, um, he wanted me to specifically talk talk about. Put the mic. Barrels. Put the mic. We're going deep. We're already an hour in. So put put the mic deep. Deep, deep close to you, bro. You know um, what I mean? Because uh, your levels are really low, and it's cool. I'm not going to cut any of this out. It's our first um, time. I'm baritone. But too, it's cool. So. No, yeah. Can you hear me through the headphones? Absolutely. Yeah. No, because the levels are... Uh, gotcha. So basically, you know, you're going to age it in a barrel. So one of the reasons why we age beer is to take the alcohol burn off of it. So let's say you got something that's like above... 10% above 14% we're talking you know we're really getting out of the beer zone getting into the barley one it's if you were to drink it as soon as because it, it's drinkable as soon as it's done fermenting but just because you can drink something doesn't mean you should drink something mm-hmm. you know and um, we put it in a barrel and the reason why is one it's going to soften the flavor but two as it come um, as it heats up and cools down the wood has pores in it. It's going to pull flavors from the wood. It's going to pull flavors from the previous spirits that are in it, which in this case would be bourbon. This one's and, better. And um, a lot of times, uh, beers like that, they get wonderful vanilla flavors. It's not real vanilla because, well, real vanilla only comes from vanilla, but they, there's another substance called vanillin, which is how they derive artificial vanilla. You know, people say that it comes from, uh, like, beaver anus or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess they secrete something that smells or tastes like vanilla, but why would you want to use something that costs 80 times the amount of the real thing? You, you follow yeah, me? Like, yeah. like, like, people don't think about the math. It just it doesn't add up. So, you, so you'll use basically wood pulp, and you'll get vanilla flavor from it. And... Um, You'll get, you know, just just wonderful little flavors and aromas that come from the wood itself, and it imparts its own characteristic on the beer. Mm-hmm. Fantastic stuff. Um, my favorite, 
is when you take like a, a nice red wine barrel, doesn't matter what kind, and you put a sour beer in it, and then you cycle through. Have you ever tried that type times. of method of brewing I, your beer? No, I've never done it myself. But if you had... I would. I would totally do it. I would buy a, a nice wine barrel. I would add um, whatever it is. And then uh, one, of the, one of the things I like to do when I do brew sour beer is if I can get a sour beer <clears throat> that has live cultures in it, I'll take the last, they call them bottle dregs. It's basically the bottom eighth of an inch, you know, quarter inch. And I'll pour that into my brew because it has live cultures. And now I have a more complex beer because I have yeast. I have wild bacteria from all over. Makes phenomenal beer. What do you think about um, the, the kombucha beer? Have you seen that? I've never had a kombucha beer, but I have made kombucha. So, so I don't just ferment alcohol. Um, I like to ferment vegetables and things. Like uh, tonight, in fact, when I when I get home, uh, after I do my homework, I'm, I got a bunch of dill seeds. I'm gonna plant some dill. Um, I have a I have a bucket. I cut holes in the side of it. And, you know, once the dill's growing, I'm going to plant it inside, and um, I make pickles. And I, and I don't do vinegar pickles. I do fermentation pickles. And there's uh, bacteria all over it. We spoke about it earlier, lactobacillus, and uh, it makes lactic acid. It's fantastic. Have you ever had a, um, an old-school barrel pickle yourself? No, old-school barrel pickle. I don't even know what you're talking about, bro. <laughs> so, so, so most modern pickles are made with vinegar, you know, acetic yeah, yeah. acid. But uh, if you go to the grocery store in the refrigerated section, typically near the deli meats, uh, there's a brand. It's called Bubby's Pickles. If you've ever seen it, they're a little pricey. But I'm letting you know, man, they make fantastic. They're fermented. They're probiotic. It's so good, dude. You feel good after you eat them. I pickles? Love them I love pickles. Yeah. I'm a pickle man. Yeah, so, me too, bro. Yeah. In fact, I'll tell you how much of a pickle man I am. I found a recipe for pickle pie, and I made it, and it's fucking good. What? I'm telling you I don't love pickles that much, bro. I'll tell you what, maybe, pickle next, pie? Next, maybe next time we brew, I'll bring some pickle pie and we have a slice. Pickle pie? Rumor has it Nate's a chef, but no one's ever tasted anything he's no, made. No, he said he's, he cooks all kinds of food. He said, he, what he says and what he does are separate yeah, things. No, well, he said he reads a lot. Of, he doesn't watch TV. He reads books. I, I do. I'm which I, which, is, which I, I can, uh, yeah, I get I, it. Like my favorite hobby, I like to play Dungeons and Dragons, dude. So, like, like I don't I do not do a lot of TV. I, I read um, my TV is so old in my, my living room, dude. I, I don't care. It's it still old. Got vacuum tubes in it. Yeah, it's old, <laughs> bro. But I take pictures. I was watching a game one day, like after yeah. a podcast, and my boy goes, "Man, what did you do? Go back to the future?" Okay, I'll tell I'll tell you guys what. How about next time we brew? When's the next brew day, Brandon? I'll bring some chocolate chip cookies. Oh, I'm gonna blow your fucking minds. Towards Damn. the afternoon, I'll have to look. Probably the middle, middle of March. Middle March. Hey, no, that works out because I graduate middle March. So, all right, I'm gonna bring some chocolate chip cookies, and you guys are gonna. We're making amber, amber or well, seltzer. That's my jam right there. But in either case, you guys are gonna be like, you know what, Nate can cook. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna prove it. I know John knows already, but. <laughs> March, February. I'm personally still waiting for some cheesecake he said he can make, but you know, I haven't had that. Yeah. He says he's got a pickle he can give you. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll slip you a pickle. But, you know. 2020, no judging. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I could do cheesecake, too. I'd, I'd rather make the cookies just because it's less expensive and easier, but cheesecake's just as good. Unless, you know, it's worse for you, though. Oh, I don't care. Yeah, me neither. Tastes good. <laughs> How about you? Uh, me? Yeah, you. You cook? Oh yeah, dude. I, I love I love the barbecue. Um, I got like five different types of barbecue. 
Dude, my apartment oh. building banned barbecues. No, oh, that sucks, dude. <laughs> Sorry to hear that, man. Nazis, man. Dude, I, I had to light my charcoal yesterday, man. It was producing so much carbon dioxide, bro. I was like, I'm fucking everybody up tonight, bro. <laughs> I think it was shit, dude. Hey, that steaks came out good, though. No, yeah, I, I love the barbecue. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, j- just like brewing, you guys, you know, you're working your ways up. Same thing. You know, I, there's knives that I want. There's other certain recipes I want to try, but you need certain. You, it starts getting real complicated. You got to go in there and get the certain ingredients or certain things I mean, you want to cook. Every, everybody starts at a basic level. Yeah, right. Like, like, like I said earlier, you know, all it really takes to start brewing is a pot, a mesh bag, and a carboy. That's mm-hmm. it. A glass carboy. That's all you really need. You know, you have to go buy your. In- you can go plastic carboy. You know, I. Yeah, but the, but those get. The, the uh, when they get cut or whatever they get scrapes you can't clean them so I mean but other than that I mean you can make five gallons of beer I, I mean what do you what do you pay for for a 12 pack of of even Corona 999 at the store you can make five gallons of, of a Mexican lager for like twenty dollars yeah that's 48 bottles you know for the math impaired <laughs> so I mean I mean we're trying to, what we're trying to do here is, is get everybody into the, you know just the fun, encouraging people the fun of brewing you know you come yeah. over you have a good time you make a day of it have a couple of drinks you try something new maybe you, you you try something you've never tried before you know like uh, like my buddy David he he never liked an IPA but I got him to try a hazy IPA mm-hmm. so now you know the hazy's more fruity mm-hmm. doesn't have a lot of the bitterness of it but you know Something like that. It just, it just gets your taste buds out there. It gets something different, you know. Maybe in the next couple months or something, we get, you know, somebody that shows up today from our, our wonderful bearded brewers to, to start brewing at their house. And we can just, you know, every month go to somebody else's house and they can brew what they like, you know. And we all just come show up and have a good time. You know, ultimately it's just it's getting getting the beer out there. The craft beer market is, is exploded in the last five to ten years, you know. It, I compare it to like a Starbucks almost to the point where everybody they're showing up not on every street corner, but you look at Anaheim for instance, in, in what uh, a five square mile radius, there might be ten breweries. You know, you go close to Angel Stadium, something like that. There's another ten to fifteen breweries opening. They're you know here here in, in Placentia, Anaheim, the Anaheim area. There are several several breweries, you know. You you have a meadery that opened, you know, uh, uh, the Honey Pot Meadery, All American Brewing, right down the street. There's Brewery Tarot, there's Bottle Logic, there's Asylum, there's Phantom Ales, you know. There there's all these different places opening, and several different aspects of everywhere, and everybody brews something different. Hey, on brew some meat. I don't. I don't even know what a meat is. I know it's it's honey. It's so basically you make what's called a must. It's similar to our wort, but there's no boiling involved. It's better to use uh, the more raw honey that you can get, just because it has more flavor. Because a lot of honey that you buy is pasteurized. Um, if you can get like local honey, it's even better because typically it's just filtered. You know, to keep the dead bee parts and pollen out of it. Um, I've, I've made, I've actually made meat a few times. I, I did one with hibiscus in it. Uh, that's Jamaica for all of our Spanish viewers. Um, fantastic stuff. It, it was, it was like blood red. 
It was sweet. It had a little bit of that tart cranberry hibiscus flavor. Um, I think it was like 16%. And then from that same batch, I, I did a gallon. So I had two. Do you get a higher, a higher <clears throat> alcohol content with mead because of the sugars and the honey? Yeah, definitely. Just because it's all fermentable. So the the downside is is the more sugar or the more honey you add, then the longer it takes before it's drinkable. Just because it'll get you know that hot flavor. Um, the the other one I did was uh, I made lemonade and then I added the honey to it and it took us or the must I mean, but it took so long for that to ferment because of the acid. If I remember correctly. I had to go buy a different yeast, but, you know, we're talking nine years ago, and I forget which yeast it was because it was lemonade. The, the, the pH was like 3.2 or something like that, and the yeast just did not like that. It was just too acidic. But eventually it fermented out, and it was so good, man. Let me tell you, it was so unbelievably good. Check this out, man. What's up? We're, we're, we're deep in almost close to an hour and a half. We're in this podcast. My podcast usually lasts about an hour. So, so we got to close this up. In, in closing, what do you, what do you guys want to tell the audience? My audience. Some of you guys have listened to my podcast. Some of you guys haven't. You know, what do you guys want to say in closing? You know, if they, you want to promote your stuff or, you know, we're, really we're gonna try- be back for sure. We're not really trying to promote anything. You know, we're just it's to me it, it's try something different. Get outside the box. Try try a different beer. Even like we talked about whiskey, try something different, you know, just open up your mind. You know, as I grew up, all all I knew was Bud Light and Coors Light from my dad. You know, it, it goes back to that. But as you get older and your taste buds change and, you know, certain coworkers tell me to freaking try this, try that. You know, like I can I mean, I'll tell you a story real quick. Ten years ago, I tried Stone just because I thought the bottle was really cool. But I wasn't ready for that double IPA. Yeah, me that, either. That, that bitterness. That double you. arrogant bastard. Yeah, something like that. You know, just it, 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 it kicks you in the dick with, with the bitterness level. But uh, there ain't no other way to put it. You know, it's terrible. You know, but now ten years later, as I'm making it. I might want to go back and sample it just to see if I was really giving it a fair shake. Yeah. But I, I still, you know, like we're making a double IPA today. We're calling it Tits Up IPA. Should be about 10%, 9.5%, So, you know, it's it's going to give you that kick, but it's also going to give you a lot of bitterness up front, a little bitterness on the back end because we're putting, you know, a lot of hops into it. Mm-hmm. We're actually putting, uh, I mean, like I said, we're winding down, but – all the malt, the malt should be, but you know, I grew hops in my backyard. It took me a year to grow what we're putting into it today. You know, two rhizomes, little roots grew into two vines that that I plucked off and I saved them for today. You know, I guess uh, you know to wrap it up. The only thing I'd like to say is, you know, become self reliant. Try something. Everybody relies Outside on somebody box. else to do something for them, and. Uh, it's it's kind of a shame. There are so many experiences in life that people just don't have because they think, oh, I can pay somebody or I can do this. In all honesty, at the end of the day, there's nothing more satisfying than cracking open a beer that you made yourself, eating a meal that you cooked yourself, or whatever whatever it is, something you did for yourself. Trust me. If you try that, go for it. And I'd love to do you know another podcast. Oh, yeah. Years. I'll be back, man. You this know? is the first time. I, I already warned my audience because I've had some good podcasts at my studio and I've had people, you know, come to the studio and, and get really, 
you know, we we've had really great podcasts and really good feedback. And Dude, to come out here in the garage and and and, and do this whole this day worth of podcasting is worth it. This is I, I, I'm all about trying new things, and this is something new to me. Bringing the equipment out, and you know, and and, and watching you guys brew. I came last time after I had just done a podcast, yeah, just to scope things out and see how things work. Yeah, and it was really was good. I got day. to see a little bit. The chestnut brown ale that you tried earlier, that's what you showed up. That's what we brewed the last time you showed up. Mm-hmm. So, What did you think of that beer? That That's like my Pride and Joy recipe, personally. That was really delicious. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I guess maybe for myself closing, if I'm sure we left a bajillion questions out there. but if Oh, yeah, did, we're all over the place. We were going, man. But, but I was but like, hey, it's if, the first time. We'll, we'll get it down. If your listeners, your viewers had any questions, they should let you know. I'd, I'd be more than happy to answer. Oh, them. I would like, get, I'll get, I'll get feedback and I'll get fantastic. questions. And if they, if they say, hey, shut that asshole up, I'll. You know, no, I'm, I'm no. Gonna, I'm just no. gonna keep talking because no. I never shut up. Yeah, no, you're good. I'm the most extroverted introvert. Look, I always tell, met. I always tell my, I always tell my list, my, my guests, I don't write questions. I don't want it to sound like an interview. I want to be able to have a conversation with you. And, yeah, you re, you corrected me sometimes, and it was funny. I'm going to laugh about it because I don't know a lot about brewing, but I do want to learn. Yeah, but the more you're interesting. here, at yeah. some point, you're going to become your own expert. Yeah. And at some point, I'm honestly expecting you to just show up with beer and say, hey, I brewed this, and I can't wait for that No, nah, no, nah, I'm Let podcasting, you. bro. You guys are brewing. <laughs> hey, <laughs> we'll see. There's once, only 24 hours in a day, bro, and I got to work 12 of them. <laughs> well, once the bug bites you, you'll find the time. But, no, oh, yeah, me. I want to thank you guys for coming on the podcast. You got something else real quick? No, I mean, that's how everybody starts. Everybody starts small, you know, and then next thing you know, it takes off. Like, you know, me and Nate started brewing together, what, about six, eight months ago. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you know, we're talking about brew days and bottle shares where everybody can show up and bring something they like or share with the group, you know. It's all about just information and learning. That, to me, you know. It, That's my favorite part of this community, dude, is, is the brewing community is not like other ones. People are so willing to just give you their, their prized recipe. Like, like go to a restaurant and ask the chef, hey – how did you cook this? They're going to laugh at you, but go to any home brewer. They'll write it down and say, hey, this is how I did it. It's it's a wonderful place to be, and I couldn't imagine it being any different than it is. It's fantastic. The, the home brewer community is really it's a niche community where it seems like everybody wants to help each other, where it's to the point where if you're, if you're having trouble doing something, you know, you can get on a forum, you can get on Facebook, you can get on Instagram, you ask a question. There's no, there's no judging to a point where people, will, you know, some people will always take shots at you. That's just life in general, but it, it's, it is what it is, you know, but for the same simple fact, you know, they'll tell you their recipe. They'll tell you when they added their hops or use this if you can't find that, something like that. So mm-hmm. in closing, I got to go add another hop addition, but, uh. Um, hey, thanks for listening to me ramble while I'm buzzed and drunk. <laughs> That's all I got to say. That's all good, man. That's all good. That's all we do. That's all we do on the Raider State podcast. We like we, what, we we let loose. Hey, you know, there's no judgment in this podcast. What's your favorite style of beer? Like your like, oh like, man, like, my favorite it, style in closing. Yeah, I, Cause like you kind of just right now you said it. And I I'm like, I'm OG, dude. I'm I'm a, I'm a blunt roller. Uh-huh. And I and I'm a malt liquor drinking. Malt liquor, er, huh? Er. Yeah, I grew up on drinking forties and Mickey's 40s and rolling and blunts. Cause working in the hub, you only got fifty bucks a week. That's damn right. So like, if 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 it comes down to a podcast and like I don't have time to go to the store, 
Give me a forty of Mickey's. Give me. Let me roll a blunt and let and this go old school. And, uh, and I then th- I was thinking, you know, what if I what if I write a recipe out for this podcast? You know, the name like like that would be what, dope. What yeah, do that would be cool. What do you want? Because like oh man, I gotta think about time, it. Yeah, get back with me, dude. I'll totally make a recipe. Because yeah, I don't. I don't, everybody that comes on the podcast, they go, "What's the title gonna be?" And I go, "Dude, I don't have the title of the podcast until I'm home. It's, it's already you know, it's already recorded." And then it just it just comes to me. Oh, dude, I fucking I'm like I'm like a, a whore for raspberries, man. Oh, thanks, man. Watching me eat well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. I want to thank you for tuning in. And like I said before, not every podcast might not be for the, you know, the the faint of heart. You know, th- this is the podcast I wanted to try out and come in and and, and watch these guys <laughs> brew and drink some beer and get and get buzzed because I like to do. The same type of thing when I'm done working, you know. I like to, re- you know, I work hard. Everybody who listens to the podcast know I work hard. Dude, if you work and at so, UPS, yeah, I work hard. So I like to party harder, you know. So we're having beers, we're doing the podcast, and I want to thank all my listeners, all my supporters. I love you. I'll see you next week. I'm not gonna tell you who's gonna be on the podcast, but I got some good things coming up. Once again, there's not gonna be no music either. So all you fuckers that are listening. You guys have a good night, a good day, good morning, but make sure to be respectful to people. I love you, and I'll see you next week. All right? Late.